Sturdy for 30 here. Uh, we're going to preview the Penn State game. Illinois hosts Penn State on Tuesday. The uh, line are coming off back-to-back home losses. So this is obviously a very important game for Illinois as they try and right the ship and get back to the level they, they were hoping to be at at the beginning of the year. Currently, uh, as of today's rankings, they're ranked 22nd in the AP poll. Their computer metrics still look fantastic when you say think that they're 11th in Pomeroy. They're, you know, um, eighth in Sagarin, ninth in the net rankings. Those are all great, you know, top four seed type of numbers, but the record's still nine and five and five and three in the league. Uh, and uh, Mike Cagley joins us here from Illini Guys, and we're going to talk a little bit about the game tomorrow. The, um, the Illinois uh, team was seemed to be ha- have the ship righted, and they're coming home, and they're playing Maryland, and then they're playing uh, – you're looking at these two matchups with, uh, that they've, they've had the last two games – thinking that Maryland and Ohio State at home, they should win those games and haven't gotten it done. And so where are they at, Mike, right now in your mind? Well, I I think they're in a place that they know they need to do something different uh, and they need to get some wins because they've taken a few losses that they didn't plan on. And, and, you know, you have to, you have to start getting the W's. I think the biggest challenge they have is how do you get um, that team to be cohesive and share the ball the way they were doing so effectively earlier in the season. And then I think the second thing, which has been the, the part that you and I have talked about, we could probably just pull an old podcast, but they've got to play 40 minutes. Um, you know, this playing really, really fantastic basketball for one half and then being semi comatose in the other half, it just has to go. I liken it to a, a little bit of a, and I, and I, I dare, I don't want to say this because I don't want to say this like in this manner and make it sound right wrong, but it's a front runner mentality that they seem to have. When things are going well, the effort is better, the energy is better, the toughness is better. They get after the loose balls, they're diving on the floor. When things aren't going well, they tend to, you know, they're missing shots and things aren't going well. The air team's hitting tough shots. Heads are down. They're not getting after it defensively. They're not chasing down loose balls. They're not getting on the glass as well. So it's a, when, when things are going well, it's easy to play hard. It really is. I mean, and I, I, I the teams that are have that next gear, though, they're able to play hard even when things aren't going well. And I think that kind of has typified Illinois' season. And Northwestern may have been the best example where once they started making shots – and it got a couple, Northwestern missed a couple. Things are going great, and it just went downhill. And they're able to do that downhill thing. The problem is when it goes uphill, they tend not to be able to get uphill. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, and and I one thing I one thing I noticed too is they tend to concentrate a little bit on the referees when things are going rough, and and we've all done that because we all get frustrated with referees. But at some point, you know, you have to figure out the way the referee is calling the game and you have to adapt on how you play to counter that. And sometimes you can't be shocked, you know, the ninth time that you get pushed from behind and it's not called, you know, you just got to go about your business. Yeah, I agree. I I think, you know, Brett Underwood today didn't want to talk bad about the uh, referees in the press conference here, but he did mention, you could tell with the the wry smile that he gave, but he was uh, feeling a little bit, uh, didn't feel good about that Adam Miller no call when he got the shoulder to the the face, especially after what happened in Missouri when Kofi got the flagrant um, in, in kind of a similar play. So these are things that are all part of it, though. We go through, we get to dissect all these minute details and and that, I guess that's what makes it fun, though, for college basketball. You just want to come out with a win, though, I think. Penn State tomorrow. 
Penn State's an interesting team in that, you know, they've just come off a long COVID layoff. Um, they played played pretty well on Sunday against Purdue. And so they got a quick turnaround. They're coming to Champaign now on Tuesday. And so it's uh, I, I think Penn State presents an interesting challenge because they did get off to a great start against Illinois. And then after that, Illinois just dominated them after being down. What, I think it was 19 to four early and then ended up winning by 20 points. So these are things that uh, as we go into Illinois can't afford to keep getting down by 19 to four scores or 15 points. But at the same time, I think there are a few keys to this Penn State game. And, and I think it's more about Illinois, though, than it is Penn State. What do you think? I agree with you totally. You know, there's you, you would like to see Kofi, uh, you know, when he gets triple teamed on the inside, you'd like to have him find the open shooter. There's there there are shots to be had. Um, you'd like to see IO kind of level out a little bit instead of, you know, having a huge second half, maybe, you know, score. 12 in the first half and 12 in the second half. You'd like to see that momentum kind of stay a little bit more consistent. And personally, just something that I'd like to see is I would like to see Curbelo and Miller have a good game on the same night together. Um, you know, they, they, it seems like when one's on the other's off and, and they're a really good duo, it would be nice to see both freshmen, you know, hitting hard and playing well in the same game. Yeah, it would be good. You're right. It kind of gone seesawed back and forth when one plays well, the other one maybe struggles a little bit. So it's been definitely a, a sign thing. I think with Kofi, the big thing for him is he gets, I think he knows he's going to get hit when he gets the ball. I mean, he's, they're so physical with him and he handles it well because he is seven foot, 290 pounds and he's able to take it, but I think he gets it and he rushes a little bit, tries to do things, doesn't chin it, isn't patient enough to allow things to happen. Uh, and, and the other guys have to move, though. They have to find openings. The post action, they have post action that's supposed to happen when the ball goes into the post. It isn't happening right now. And, and so I think that makes it easier for him to read if he knows exactly where guys are going to go um, and where the where the double team and triple team are where they're going to come from. And so which guys are tagged and they're able to get openings. So this is, uh, it's an interesting, uh, it's going to be an interesting X's nose thing. See how Illinois handles that. But Penn State's been doubling more. They're playing more zone. Um, which, you know, is going to be, um, it's going to be an interesting challenge for Illinois because they haven't seen a lot of zone this year and um, they shoot it much better than they did a year ago, but it's going to be a, it might be a game where you see a guy like Jacob Grandison again, have a, uh, a quality game. I, I, I think he's a guy who's really of all the guys, you know, even though maybe the team isn't playing as well, I think he's a guy who's elevated his game a little bit and become a factor again. There were a couple, couple few games ago, he was playing zero minutes or one minute or, three or now he's getting 12 to 14 minutes. And I think that's a testament to how well he's playing. Yeah. I, I, I really, you know, people talk about his shot, which is he's got a beautiful shot, but you know, he had a hustle rebound that was all uh, desire that stood out to me. And then I, you know, uh, Miller also had one very similar. And, and I think, you know, those type of plays provide fuel to the team. And, you know, as a guy who's coached a lot of basketball, when you have somebody who's hitting their shot when he's when he's doing that, and then you're getting the hustle plays out of him on defense, you don't want to take him out of the game. You want him out there. And I also think um, I don't know if he can play some of the four position, but there is just times when Demonte Williams, despite his effort level and his uh, approach, um, you know, when he's given up six inches or seven inches. Sometimes he is just not big enough to get it done, you know, in and out possession after. And I'd like to see there be another alternative to give him some help. 
Yeah, it could be Coleman Hawkins maybe uh, coming off the bench, although physicality is tough for him. But I thought Ohio State exploited that a little bit. Liddell and Young playing the two guys who could both, you know, wherever DeMonte was, they could they could take him down and inside. And if we go back to actually the Ohio game, if you recall, Ohio was able to use mm-hmm. that as well. And so teams that – if you look at when Illinois struggle in matchups, teams that play small, they're great against, you know. Um, and But teams that have length in that four spot or length at the wing in general – have struggled and, and nobody matches up with Kofi. So they're not going to have anybody. I mean, nobody's as big as him. So there's not going to be a true matchup for him, but that when they're bigger at the other spots, I think it's been something that Illinois struggled with. So what are your, if you have to come up with one key tomorrow night at Penn state, I know what my key is, but I kind of want to see what, what your take is. What do you want to see at the, in the Penn state game tomorrow night? You know, I, I really want to see that level of, of intensity 40 minutes is obviously what people say. That's kind of, you know, I mean, let's face it, not every team, most teams don't play 40 minutes in an evening with intensity. But what I'd like to see is that consistency of effort across both halves. You know, I'd like to see Io, you know, like I said, you know, 10 and 10, 12 and 10. Um, I'd like to see Kofi with the first half of, you know, uh, eight points and eight points in the second half instead of this yo-yo functionality that we're into right now where we're, we're at the bottom of a pit, then we're at the top of a mountain. Um, if we can get that intensity pulled out and, and bring it the whole game, I really think that's what you need because if there's no game that we play uh, to replace Michigan State, this is the game that prepares you for Iowa. And you better have it strapped on because Iowa would like nothing more than to, uh, you know, uh, kick a kick a hole in the Illini and, and make it a bad one. So, I mean, this is a game that's really important. You can't look past Penn State, but Penn State needs to be preparation of what you're going to do for Iowa. Yeah, for me, I, I think it, echoing that a little bit, the effort side of things, one thing that Penn State does and is they are an effort team. Underwood talked about it today. They lead the conference in offensive rebounding, and that's not because they have a bunch of guys who are just huge or strong or – but they go get it. I mean, they are guys who get after it and try and get on the glass. And so that's an effort thing. When you're number one in the conference in offensive rebounding, Illinois is number two in defensive rebounding, which is which is good, or, or two in offensive rebounding, rather. And so that's good. But, I mean, the, they're, Illinois is bigger. They got Kofi. I mean, he's a great offensive rebounder. They got some guys who can do that. But Penn State does it with effort. You got to match their effort. I think if they match their effort, you see that when they played at Penn State, start of the game, Penn State, more effort, more energy. They get up big. Illinois matches it, and they roll. And I think that's what we're going to see tomorrow night. If Illinois matches the effort of Penn State, I think they can uh, come away with the win. And, and then, get, like you say, get prepped for Iowa. Because here's the thing about Iowa. If you get down by 15 against Iowa, it's almost impossible to come back because they're going to keep scoring. They don't have scoring droughts. I mean, they, they just can score. They're offensively, they're one of the best teams in the country, perhaps the best team in the country. And so uh, it's going to be a – it'll be a challenge. So uh, Penn State on Tuesday – I'm going to predict an Illinois win. I think they're going to come out a little more focused after the meeting on Sunday. Um, but I, I think the key to, to look for is watch the effort. Who gets the offensive rebounds? Who gets the loose balls? Who gets those hustle points? What do you think? What's your prediction? Uh, I totally agree with you. I, I, I'm actually going to go with my uh, Illinois by 17 since that worked last game. Um, and, I, and I really think um, I really think we have an opportunity, again, to kind of kind of reassess and, and reset the, the, the button here. And, and they need to do that. They need to get the effort. They need to get those things. And, and a couple other things I'd like to see, you know, um, Miller and Io play really well 
when when they're shooting good and they're feeling better. So maybe the first couple of times down the floor, maybe a set play for Miller, a set play for Io, get them up and going. And obviously, if you run a set play and Kofi's wide open, you can certainly throw in for a lob dunk. But I'd like to see something get some guys going and and let's start this game off. Uh, one of the things I was going to ask you, Brad, is with our bad starts, is there anything that you might do as a coach to try to get a good start out of your team? And what would that what what, what might you try? Well, I think there are little things that they need to do, and, and I, I would. I think accountability, you saw that the other day, he got Devontae Williams out of the game in a minute, you know, and they got down 10 to two. And then the next thing you know, it's 15 all. So I think they showed some, you know, he showed them that they're going to be accountable there. I think that was a good thing. And I, I don't know about the whole starting lineup thing, whether or not that makes sense. I mean, cause I've, I, I'm, I'm kind of ride my, if I, these are my guys that I want to start my rotations fit, I'm not going to change that. So I'm not big on that. I think you got to make those guys play better as opposed to just total wholesale changes. But the other thing I think they knew to do is early in the game, they've, they've established Kofi and, and that's good. And I know, but they, I think they need to maybe get some shots for other guys to, to open up Kofi as in a sense, because what's happening is everybody's focused on him. You know, he's, you know, and Underwood will say, I was number one on the scouting report. I don't think he is anymore. I think Kofi's number one on the scouting report right now. And that's how everybody game plans. So my thing is maybe you get IO going early. So he becomes, so they have to worry about him. Then you pound Kofi and you just rotate the, you kind of feel, feed off of that. So maybe it's a different perspective, but I, I think it, it could work. I will say one thing that I want to add that, that um, as we go through this is Illinois plays, you know, again, they have a game canceled last week. This week they're going to have an, they could go 10 days between games. I can't imagine going 10 days to games between games with what they go through the morning testing, the protocols, double tests. And, and when you're playing games, it's, it's, it's okay. Like you're, you're like, I got a reward. When you go 10 days without a game, you're sitting here thinking, and, and I will, the other part of it is if you're losing, you see a lot of the schools, there hasn't been any team that feels like they have national title inspiration aspirations to cancel their season on the women's side, but there've been a few that were 0 and three in their conference that have canceled their season. I think that when you see a reward, when you see an end game, it's easier to put forth that. But when, man, when you're not getting games, it is really hard to keep going through that, keep bringing that effort and intensity with what they're going through because it isn't a normal college season. It isn't a normal college experience, and it's hard on these kids. So I, I, when we think about, you know, this kid isn't doing this, or there, there might be a reason that doesn't have anything to do with basketball. It could be just the fact that I haven't seen my family since August or in Georgie's case since last March. So um, I, I think it's tough on these kids. So we need to make sure we're aware of that as we, uh, we, we break down their games and their play. Yeah. Good points. Good points. All right. So uh, that, that kind of concludes what we're going to talk about tonight, but I, uh, thanks Mike. Appreciate you coming on. I, I think um, I'm excited to see a game. Um, I've seen, see them play well. We have seen, you know, I thought second half of Ohio state, they played well. Um, but they just had too big a hole. So now it's just a matter of putting together, like we say, 40 minutes of effort, 40 minutes of intensity and focus. And I think Illinois come out on the top against Penn State on Tuesday. So that's it for Sturdy for 30. Um, we'll see you after the Penn State game when we talk about what happened on the court. Thank you.